Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good boy, my voice is rough. Good morning. Welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here. Um, just one quick announcement. I figure most of you that are listening to this are probably on your way to the tenure. A uh, couple of easy pieces of advice. This is what my friend Gravity told me. You're going to have a good time. Um, you know, Represent yourself, your region the best you can, and make sure you get rested up and take it easy. Uh, get yourself home safe also. So get there safe. Get yourself home safe. If you have any que- uh, questions, find Gravity. If you're hanging around and you're looking for a place to post on um, Monday, the guys from Cape Fear are more than willing to host you. And so all that say, get yourself there, get yourself home. Everybody be safe. Have a great event. And um, I know social media broke this week, but uh, – you know, post a few pics for the guys who can't be there so we can uh, we can kind of live um, through your memories and through your social media. So jumping straight into today's topic, and I got three of my friends on. They did something crazy. Uh, we're going to start with the easy stuff first. And Fish Sticks, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Hey, it's uh, Fish Sticks. Um, I was EH'd by Jekyll. Uh, Jekyll was uh, my son's uh, first soccer coach. Uh, he invited me to work out at the fort uh, six years ago, and uh, and that and ever since then I've been running around the fort with uh, these two guys on the phone. Excellent. All right, and um, Maximus, who EHJ? How long have you been doing F three? Um. EH by two guys after repeated attempts, uh, none other than Bob Barker and Santini. Um, I've been doing F3, I'm going to estimate right about nine years, and i got to already correct fish sticks. 
he doesn't run around with anybody. He runs ahead of everybody. <laughs> and, I can, and I can tell it's going to be one of those kind of podcasts because I feel like there's <laughs> going to be a lot of correcting going on throughout this one. <laughs> All right. Worldwide leader, who he ate, how long have you been doing F3? Yeah, so I was uh, EH'd the, uh, for the, actually, I believe it was the second weekend that uh, F3 The Fort started up back in September of 2012. Uh, so I was a spry uh, 25-year-old at the time, and I was about a month away from, uh, from getting married, and I was EH'd by my boss at the time, uh, which was uh, out of Metro, a guy named Sprague, who um, moved around a little bit. And I, I believe he's back in the Davidson uh, area, um, but I'm not sure if he's he's uh, posting and, and active again. But uh, Sprague is is who uh, eh me. Yeah, and so uh, those guys from Carpex always uh, do their Homer stuff. These are my guys. These guys are all from Fort Mill. And so if we talk Fort Mill, the first thing we always have to do is shout out one guy in particular, which his name is Double D. He was a um, he was a close friend of OBT's, and so Fort Mill got launched because Double D, um, I can't remember where they were doing a marathon at in Mississippi or someplace, and Double D heard about F3 nonstop on the ride out there because OBT kept talking about it. And so uh, luckily the fort was one of the first plants, and these guys have all been uh, a big part of keeping uh, F3 going in Fort Mill. So, And then I, I, I didn't really ask. you guys have anybody you guys want to shout out? So I guess Fish Sticks, anybody you need to shout out? Uh, I always like to shout out uh, my buddy Bing down in uh, down in Florida. Um, yeah, kind of miss him at the fort, but he's uh, we keep in touch. We we usually text every morning before we go work out. Yeah, and I I, I was going to say if we're going to text uh, or we're going to talk about Bing, we got to talk about. I think he signed up for the Augusta Ironman for 2022. So a special <laughs> shout out to him because let's just all go oof and then. Uh, Maximus, anybody uh, you want to shout out? Uh, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Since the two guys at EH me are, are not posting with us anymore, I will, um, I'll just give uh, special appreciation to the guys in my show lock group. They know who they are. Um, and then the guys, uh, both Stones and Blade, that, that help keep me accountable and, and um, help guide me along the way. They also know who they are. But just uh, appreciate what they're doing to keep me, keep me going every day. All right. Worldwide, anybody you want to call out? Uh, so I do have another another correction. As a uh, triathlon guy and, and getting ready to, to do the uh, uh, 70.3 North Carolina here in, in a couple of weeks, um, I did see Bing's uh, HC, to, and it's a half Ironman, uh, not a full gotcha. Ironman. Not to discredit. You know the half half Ironman is still a, a pretty good feat, but um, it's, uh, it's it's not the full it's not the full not not yet I'm sure. So um, okay. yeah. So, uh, hey, wait a, wait 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 wait. So if if Bing's half an Ironman, does that mean you're a full Ironman? I unfortunately not yet. Uh, I'm I'm all fair enough. Half so seventy seventy point three is the. Uh, the abbreviation for half Ironman, um, 1.2 mile, uh, 1.1 mile swim, um, 56 mile bike, and then a 13.1 mile run. Got full, it. Full marathon, I interrupted you. Double, double all that. Yeah. Uh, shout yeah. out wise, I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll likewise give a shout out to the, uh, the shield lock. Uh, several ha- have been uh, referenced here on, on the, 
um, on the on the round table and and uh, Wagonator being being one, uh, Dirty Harry and uh, Punchless. Roger that. Okay, well let's jump into th- uh, the topic because I um, and I think Maximus. We got the listeners, if they're still with us at this point, they're probably like, what in the world are these guys talking about? But you guys just uh, are a couple weeks removed from a big challenge. And so can you just kind of catch the listeners up and kind of set the table on um, what the challenge you guys did and then uh, kind of why, we'll work on the why you did it afterwards. But let's talk about what you did first. Sure thing. Yeah, so um, cutting right to the punchline, the, the Goggins 48 challenge um, I say that, and I'm sure there's a number of guys that are nodding their head that have either participated or have heard of it. Um, and so what it is, for those that are not familiar, is an uh, event. Um, and, and for us, it was an event. There was no signing up. There was no medal. There was no registration cost. There was no shirt. Uh, all things I look forward to when I sign up for something, but didn't get a single one of those. But what this entails is running four miles, um, and I'll get back to that piece here in a second, every four hours for 48 hours. And so uh, to your point, it was a couple weekends ago we did it. We started at a 10, at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning, and a couple of us kicked off with a trail run, and we ran, uh, ran our four miles. And the thing of this is, is you could walk the four miles, you could run the four miles, but you have to keep in mind that every four hours the clock starts over. And so the longer it takes you to complete your four miles, the less time you have to recover in preparation for your next leg. And so uh, we did that, started uh, 10 a.m. on a Friday morning, and then completed our 12th and final leg at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning with about 10 other guys that that joined alongside. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back from there. There's another guy, part of this team, that wasn't available mm-hmm. when we were recording. And his name is Reborn, and I'm going to take credit for EH and that guy because um, we used to email F3 Nation. I was the one who got those emails, and I think I, I t- I'm going to take credit for EH and this guy. Somebody probably actually gets credit for it, but Reborn was the guy that joined you. Um, so four by four by 48. Uh, if you guys uh, aren't aware if you've ever run with these, I think uh, the four of them with Reborn included, super fast guys. And so I guess maybe we're going to start kind of doing the why behind this. So obviously it's a, it's CSOP esque and uh, pretty much, um, I mean four miles doesn't sound bad, but um, for forty, you know, every four hours for forty-eight hours sounds terrible. So fish sticks, why don't you kind of walk us through? Why don't we start with you and you just kind of maybe tell us a little bit about the little bit of the why behind there of, you know, what, what inner, you know, what excited you about the challenge? Why did you decide to do it? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why I did it. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think um, when, when I was, when I first heard about this challenge, it, I, there was a local bar that was doing the challenge, I think in the springtime. And it kind of it piqued my interest because it was only 24 hours. Um, but, um, you know, Maximus likes to kind of go all out with these things, and he's like, no, we're doing the 48-hour challenge. And so I was like, you know, I, I think I can do the 24, but I'm not sure if I can do the 48. Um, so I looked at it as, as really challenging myself. Um, uh, you know, I'm getting older. I'm just like you, C-SPAN. 
Um, and I, I just I thought it would be a good way to see, push myself to see if I could do this. Um, and um, I thought it would be a good example for um, my kids too to show them that you know it's something I could do. Um, and uh, I, I can tell you, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was it was very difficult. Um, you know, the first first uh, eight hours, uh, I felt okay, but like when we got to the next day, um, it, it was very tough. So um, I don't know, I'll hand it over to one of the other guys to kind of give their their reasoning behind doing it. Yeah, and I um and I, first of all, a shout out because I, I you are the only respect in this group that did it, and so I, I'm just going to give you a special shout out, knuckle bump, because um, you were getting after it. Maximus, you kind of want to talk about a little bit of the the why of what this challenge meant. Like, why just I know you like these other guys. You've done tons of crazy stuff. What what was it about this that you know got you excited? Yeah. So uh, to your point, there there are a lot of different things I've been a part of over the years, um, and I always enjoy pushing myself in a new way. And I've relied on my own physical strength to get through a lot of things. Um, but the, the difference with this one, yes, there was absolutely physical challenging ch- challenges excuse me, along the way, but there was a mental aspect of this one. The constant, you know, rinse, lather, repeat notion of this where you're, you know, you're getting ready, you're running, you're coming back, but you don't want to run too fast because you're going to hurt something, but you want to run fast enough that you're not spending all, you know, all four hours out there on the road. Uh, but you want to get back and, and eat and recover and, and rinse and repeat it all over again. And for me, challenging myself in a, at times, what could be a monotonous, repetitive nature, um, I've struggled in those environments before. And to see if I could do that or to see how, you know, how hard it would be in order to achieve something like that was, was the test I was looking for. It was very different than, you know, the physical activities we've done, you know, the, the strength-related ones we've done before or some of the single race events, you know, single run events that I've done before. And this is, this is just extremely different. And I've thought about this for about two years or so. It's been, it's been in the back of my mind for quite some time. And, you know, like we do with a lot of things, we throw it out there, test the water, see if anybody else is interested. And um, uh, as, soon as, we, as soon as I started talking about, uh, talking about this with Worldwide, I think we initially discussed it at church one morning. I threw this out there, and he's like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, right as I'm going to be peaking for my, my Ironman training. Um, it sounds like a good part, of, you know, good part of the training program, and here I am thinking this is going to be like the pinnacle, and he's about to go run an Ironman. So, it's, you know, we all have different uh, measures. But my why, to get back to your original question, was just to really – see if I could push myself as much mentally as I know I can physically. And to, to see, to have people around me uh, support me along the way was, was amazing. Yeah. Um, worldwide, let's get a little bit of your why, and then I've got to, I think I'm, I'm formulating all my questions I'm going to ask you guys when we're done with this. Worldwide, give us a little bit of your why. Yeah, so I think first and foremost, uh, to Maximus's point, I wouldn't uh, have have done likely have done this if it weren't for the planting of the seed and and nourishing that from Maximus' standpoint. If he had initiated it, 
it probably wouldn't have been on my my uh, list of, of boxes checked this year. Uh, but I've, I've read David Goggins' book. Uh, we read it as a shared lock uh, as a group uh, last year. So likewise, I think it's, it's kind of been implanted in, in you know in the mind at some point to uh, to try to to try to tackle or attempt. Um, I've never touched uh, 48 miles in a single uh, single effort previously. Um, I've done 150k, and then I've done a couple of the the BRRs, the the P200s, um, which are similar, but but right, still different. Um, I've done a six-man team, so you can still get in the, the 30 miles, um, 30 range miles, but not to the same same distance, and then not to the same frequency. Right, it'd be in 12 uh, 12 runs, two days, right. Um, so, and then I think I also resonate a little bit with. Um, uh, with my son has is, is just turned four, and so now he's at an age where he he understands um, uh, races and events and t- team sports. So I wanted to uh, get some involvement and and having have, have him see me do some uh, some any anyway, race wasn't wasn't a, a formal race, but seeing some physical uh, activity and and doing something as as a group. So I think when the opportunity was presented it, itself. Um, and Maximus initiating it, it was yep. The win- the window looks good, um, tra- training wise, and and uh, really had no excuses once he he mentioned it at that that point. Yeah, Roger that, and I uh, I I'm gonna say as you're also somebody in this little group is guys who like to do crazy stuff. So for all the listeners out there, I'm gonna tell you. Um, if you're a crazy guy, go ahead and find other crazy guys, and then you can come up with something like this to do to challenge each other. So I got a bunch of questions. I'm gonna, just going to go through them real quick. Fish sticks, well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about pace? Because I think um, you guys are a quick group. I'd, I'm very curious to how you're, how you're uh, as you went through the, uh, you know, through the runs or the 12 runs, how your guys' pace went. You want to, can you walk us through that? Uh, well, so... I can tell you my pace is a lot different, and I think um, <laughs> at, at the end, and what I mean by that is um, I was able to hang with these guys for for 24 hours, um, but I ended up having uh, the the last, uh, second to last run, um, I had to walk. I was, um, I had lost, a, um, I, I had trouble hydrating. I lost probably around 10 pounds, which I think is probably a lot. Um, during that 24-hour period of 48 hours, and um, I, I just couldn't run. So I, uh, I was like, I was very tempted to, to stop, and I was like, I'm so close to the finish line now. So I ended up walking at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then um, the last, I thought if I walked, I would be able to run um, the last run, and I I just couldn't do it. So I sent a text to the guys, and I was like, listen, I'm going to start a little earlier. I'm going to ruck, and um, I'll meet you at the, the finish line. And I can tell you the coolest thing was is it was really dark out, and we went to a place called Riverwalk, um, and it's um, in Rock Hill uh, right beside uh, the top of River. river. And um, on my way back, the coolest thing – was uh, seeing the headlamps of the runners coming towards me, knowing that, you know, I, I'm not out here alone. These guys are coming out here, and um, we're almost done. So I thought that was one of the coolest things uh, to see at the, end, at the very end. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's that next level brotherhood I'm always talking about. Uh, Maximus, let's go through a little bit through the course, because I know you guys said you started with the trail run. Uh, Fish Sticks just told mm-hmm. us you finished um, at Riverwalk. Why don't you walk us through those 12 runs? Kind of give us, so just in case any of these crazy people listening or any of these crazy dudes listening want to do something like this, kind of talk to us a little bit about the, the course you came up with for those 12 runs. Sure. Yeah, if I can, before that, there's a, there's a guy who, whose name has not been mentioned yet that was a part of, part of this group originally, and it wasn't until probably, I don't know, a week or so worldwide, uh, right before we started this, where um, Rock Thrill decided he, he couldn't participate. But that said, the guy was still out there with us for, I didn't count, but I'm, I'm assuming it was roughly uh, a minimum of half of our runs. He was there with us. Time of day didn't matter. So I do want to just acknowledge him. He was a very big part of this as well. Um, while while not completing the entire thing, he was he was definitely there, and his presence was felt. Especially, I think there was a 2 a.m. run from Worldwide's house uh, where he was there, and just just to have him there with us was awesome. Um, but regarding this, so Worldwide and I met for lunch a couple weeks ahead of ahead of time, maybe a month or so ahead of time, and planned this out. And it, we wanted to have, you know, some diversity when it came to the course we were on. We didn't, you know, no one wanted to just step out their front door and run the same thing 12 miles, you know. So we wanted to, to mix it up, you know, not knowing what the weather was going to be like in, you know, mid to late September. You know, it's, it, we wanted to run in shade. We wanted there to be, some roads, some trails, et cetera. So we started on the trail, and in hindsight, that probably wasn't the best idea because that immediately set us with some soreness because the elevation gain on the back of the trail system, if anyone's familiar with the locals anyway, um, it, that's not the easiest way to, to, to log four miles. But nevertheless, that's what we did because it's who we are. And we, we did a good mix of, of trails and roads um, and then went to the Ann Springs Greenway, local, you know, massive greenway here that's got dozens of miles of trails and, and logged some there. And maybe there's a rumor about logging an extra mile and a half somewhere along that trail. We'll never get that back. But we ended up mixing it up. And, and the overnight runs, you know, those, those 10, a, 10, excuse me, 10 p.m. and the 2 a.m. Uh, and the 6 a.m. runs, we wanted to make sure that you know, we were in lighted areas. We weren't concerned about tripping over roots and that kind of stuff. And so we kept those on the road. Um, so we, we, we did a good mix. You know, everyone had the opportunity to, to leave from their own um, either front door, literally, in some cases, or at least a neighborhood nearby their house or an area they're familiar with. Um, and so we, we traveled from spot to spot. Uh, so... For me, you know, Fish Sticks brought up the idea of seeing the headlamps. And um, for me, there, there was a point, and, and I wrote about this, and I know a lot of guys read it, but when we were halfway through that last run um, at the Riverwalk, as Fish Sticks mentioned, we, we, it, was a, it was an out and back, two miles out, two miles back, and we had, you know, a big group of guys with us. And when we made that turn to come back at the end, or uh, after that first two miles, I turned to Worldwide, who was there on my hip the entire time, where I was, you know, slightly uh, behind him from time to time, and I said, we're halfway there. Um, I forget exactly what I said, but it was something to the effect that we're halfway there. And he's like, yeah, almost done, brother. And, and I, it 
it didn't resonate with me the fact that he and I were step for step essentially for the last 11 and a half runs. It didn't hit me until later that night. And we're finished, the time's behind us, and I was like, holy smokes, not once did I question whether or not he was going to be there. Not once did I question if I was ever going to be running alone or running with someone. There was, there was no question in the training. There was no question in the preparation. And to those that know, to, uh, know worldwide know that that's no surprise. And so the planning that went into it and the trails that were selected and the roads that were selected and the neighborhood selected and all of the logistics that we were factoring in and then to see him and to see Fish Sticks uh, several of the times and to see Reborn so many of the times along the way and, and never – Never did I have to run solo and get caught in the monotony I alluded to earlier um, was just fantastic. It, it, made, it made this thing so, I don't want to call it easy, but it made it so much more bearable and so much more doable. Um, so you asked about trail or the, the course. I went long-winded <laughs> as I typically do and just talked about all the other aspects that were awesome about this. So at that point, I'll, no, I'll give the mic back to you. No. <laughs> well, no, and we're going to shout out my man, Rock Girl, because that's my guy. And so I, uh, yeah, you talk about a guy who's making a difference in the world. That's the guy. All right, worldwide, my question. Yeah, worldwide, my question for you. I know you've done all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, how do you train for this? Because I know the the listeners are probably very curious what what you guys did to to train and prepare. And now I'm going to do a quick disclaimer. Uh, worldwide is the only guy I know that just like randomly walked up and told me, "I'm going to sign up for a 50k." And I'm like, "Well, have you ever run a marathon?" He's like, no. So uh, he learned a lot during that first uh, 50K that sometimes you've got to do training. So I'm going to ask him the training question, but I'm going to do the disclaimer. This guy can normally just go do anything. So um, worldwide, tell us about training. Yeah, I think my, my response when, when asked about that 50K was, uh, what, what's the price? And, it was thir- for, uh, and I think my response was, oh, for 30 bucks? Yeah, I'm, I'm dumb enough to do that. Um, and this one didn't even cost me anything, right? So I, I guess I don't know what that says about me or, or not. But um, so tra- training-wise, uh, to, to Maxim's point, I lucked out that it. Uh, this was about six weeks before the half Ironman that I was training for. So I had plenty of training volume and a base go- going into it. Um, so I didn't have to do anything too, too crazy. And for a lot of folks that are familiar with the – um, the 200-mile relay races, it's very similar to, to that. Um, I think I did may, maybe three to four multiple run days where you got at least three runs, but probably no more than four runs in in a single day. Um, so the, the bright and early, you know, midday, and then, uh, then an in-evening one. Um, and you don't need to go overboard uh, mileage because you're only running four miles at a time. So for me, it was, it was usually like a longer one, an hour, an hour in the in the morning, or right like seven, seven, eight miles tops, and then then a couple of four mile runs. Because um, you don't need to o- overdo it, right? Get get injured, um, anything like uh, like that. Um, and four miles is very easy to do. So I think on this one, it's more um, the the 48 miles is, is deceiving because it, it's it's a daunting number and it's a lot to do but you're not doing it all in one slug, and and you can adjust adjust the pace, um, and right and I think uh, and uh, Maximus has has quote been 
been quoted on this previously. If, if you want to run fast, right, run by yourself. If you want to run far, run with somebody else. Um, and I think a big part of this challenge of the, a successful completion is doing it with a group of people um, side by side with you. And I'm just going to give you a loud amen on that. So, uh, gents, we're, we're getting on top of our time. I, uh, I think I would be remiss if I didn't give you a chance, each one of you a chance to kind of address the packs, anything you want to share, words of wisdom. I, I know coming out of sometimes we do these really difficult things, your mind gets very, very clear. And so um, I'm just going to kind of open it up. We'll start with fish sticks. Uh, anything you want to share, anything you want to leave the, uh, the podcast listeners with? Um, yeah, I just I just share this with you. Um, um, my dad uh, passed away about a month ago, um, and you know I had every opportunity to um, kind of back out of this. But really, you know, one, one of the things I had some time to kind of reflect when I was at his house, and he had this poster on his wall. It was Babe Ruth, and you guys might know this quote. It says, "Never let the fear of striking out get in your way." And um, that just, you know, when I looked at it, I, it resonated with me. And my take is, um, you know, if some of these events sound crazy that we do, not, not only the one that we did, but like, you know, running, running a marathon, running a half marathon, but, you know, you, you could just go and try it, right? Um, you don't have to be the fastest, but just try it. And um, I just think it makes you stronger in the end. And brother, I'm just going to give you an amen on that. Maximus, I know that one's going to be tough to follow up, but uh, what words of wisdom do you got for the, for the listeners? You ain't kidding about that. Um, something, uh, something a little similar, uh, fairly similar to that is, and that is identify, you know, something that keeps you from going after something difficult. You know, and for us here, obviously it was a physical thing, largely physical, partly mental. But whatever, whatever that one thing is, or perhaps more than one thing is, that you've wanted to do, you've thought about it for some time, but you always just find a reason not to, right? You always try to just justify your way out of it. Speak that to somebody else. Tell somebody else about it. That way there's some element of dreaming or accountability that goes with it. And then go tackle it. Go at least attempt it right? Don't let the fear of striking out get in the way. And just try to go challenge it because what's the worst that happens? You make some sort of gain further than where you are today. And another just very loud amen on that one. Worldwide, your last to go. What do you got? Yeah, so bat, bat and clean up here. Um, you know, I think to, to bring it back to, to David Goggins, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's got a saying that, um, uh, we all have this self governor of 40% that we only tap into, uh, most of us, the, the general layperson, right? We tap into 40% of our capabilities. Um, we have this internal fear, right? Of seeing what we're, we're capable of or, or just self, self doubt. Um, and this was a perfect example of all three of us right likely would have would have said not not doable not not in the cards and uh, and it, it to fish six's point right it wasn't a cakewalk wasn't easy but it was very doable it's very 
uh, very executable with some uh, some some training and, and the right folks by uh, by your sides. Um, so, I think to uh, to add to what Fishsticks and and Maximus have said, um, no matter what the the challenge is you do, whether it's the Goggins or a a grow-up training event, um, a, a half Ironman, a 5K, 10K, whatever it is, there's definitely tangible benefits that um, that that are realized when taking on a challenge to push your, your capabilities. And I think three of them um, resonated for me, and that's the camaraderie of having battle buddies right in, in the trenches along with you, experiencing the same things you're you're experiencing. Uh, it's the confidence you you gain. Uh, by accomplishing, right, which you are breaking through your pre- preconceived uh, limited capabilities, um, and then just the the experience, the overall experience, the, the accomplishment, um, the the training feedback, right, and you just continue to set yourself up to continue to accelerate on multiple uh, multiple fronts. And then I would highly recommend uh, read Maximus's back backlash that he uh, put on 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 this uh, very well. Uh, articulated thoughts and recaps, and uh, I'll give a shout out to the impact for uh, for some uh, of uh, having rewards or incentives or motivating factors. And we had a, a nice little inside joke during the event on getting some some ice cream. That uh, if you read the back box, you'll get some more <laughs> some more co- color in on that. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. I'm just going to give you an amen. Also, uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, gents, just uh, honored to uh, you know call you guys brothers, and uh, I think this was great. I hope the podcast listeners, main reason I wanted to have these guys on, obviously they did something that challenged themselves and challenged each other. Um, as you're riding to the tenure or wherever you listen to this one, I hope you kind of say, well, maybe maybe I should be that guy that's going up to the guys in church and talking to them and, and giving them that challenge and putting something on the calendar at least having something to plan for or train for and plan for and talk about, uh, that's really how we're going to get this next level of brotherhood. So uh, for you guys, I'll see you the next time I'm working out down in Fort Mill. For the rest of you, I'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Thank you. See you.